Wow, amazing. Congrats, the real Roseanne. If you're not That's too right. busy already, maybe work maybe work in a late night talk show. Seems there's <laughs> some demand for alternative viewpoint. Uh, well, right, that alternative viewpoint, uh, how did it turn out, Scott? It turned out to be racist. That's, 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 the, new that's, that's the alternative. That's the new <laughs> it's, it's called alternative now. Yeah, so she, uh, Don Jr., who, uh, you know, jumped smash cut a couple of years from now, you know, will be probably in prison. Probably not. He'll be pardoned if, uh, you know, Trump no, is already talking about pardoning Martha yep. Stewart. Himself. And himself. <laughs> and himself. <laughs> And as Sarah Huckabee Sanders would say, not not that he's done anything illegal and wouldn't need to do that. Just want to clarify. I know. Yeah. We're just no. going to clarify that. Uh, save, it, save it for this is the president. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. So basically what Roseanne Barr did in a tweet, other countries do on stage, uh, other countries, uh, comedians do on stage and have become mainstream comedy uh, icons. And what we're talking about in, in kind of the topic of today's show, the history of racist British comedians. You know, what's interesting, though, is that a lot of the people that we're going to talk about are all from the north. Yeah, in the UK. There, and, which if you're from the just to clarify, if you're from the U.S., this might be a little confusing because in the U.K., the working people are from the north, and the rich people are in the south, as opposed to the U.S., where it's the opposite. Yeah, so in the U.K., uh, the people in the north are the country bumpkins, while the people in the south are soft southerners, and I think that's what the yeah, northerners yeah. call it. Yeah, and then, and then on top of, on top of that, you get the people in Scotland. When that's that's a whole another level. So anyway, but we're, in the north, we're talking to about like Yorkshire and Manchester, Liverpool, that kind of area. That's like the working class, you know, the working class solid north. Yeah, so within that, there's been this whole history of racist British comedy, and not only is it, it's not something that's on the fringe. Um, it's something that's become mainstream, and these comics have had long, decades-long careers. And, and when we're talking about racist British comedians, there's the unholy tr- trinity of Roy Chubby mm-hmm. Brown, Bernard Manning, and Jim Davidson. Uh, and it's uh, <laughs> we shall salute. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> the unholy, unholy trinity, trinity. <laughs> of racist. British comedians. And again, these aren't comedians being fired from TV shows. Uh, And I would say they actually do and say things that are a lot worse than what Roseanne's uh, tweeted. And these are people that are are in the mainstream. Uh, Bernard Manning, he passed away, I believe, in 2007 or 2000. They think they're English because they're born here. That means if a dog's born in a stable, it's a fucking horse, is it? I've never heard such fucking nonsense. And Roy Chubby Brown is still at it, and his career's gone way over 30 years. Um, he's in his 70s yeah. now. We're at war with a country where everybody's called Amid. <laughs> Amid over here! <laughs> and, and Jim Davison, another known as a racist comedian, he just won Celebrity Big Brother. When your boyfriend is having a drink from the furry cup, you must have pulled his head up and kissed him, even just to say fucking thanks. 
Yeah, but that yeah, I think it was 2014. I think that he won. Yeah, yeah and then he got a, he got a little trouble after that though. But uh. oh, really? So maybe we'll we'll dive into that a bit more. But again, right. uh, so what we're stressing is there is a whole history of just racist com- comedy in the UK, and I guess if you're a racist comedian who has had these long careers, like decades and decades long, um, there seems to be an audience for it. The reason how racist British comedians came about in the UK, it goes back to the history of the Northern Working Men's Club Circuit. And you were correct to say that, you know, a lot of these comedians are, are, are Northern English comedians, but the Working Men's Club are typically private social clubs, first created in the 19th century in industrialized areas of the United Kingdom, you know, such as, you know, your Manchesters and your Yorkshires. The, wor- the working men's clubs are a big thing. Like, actually up here in um, in Scotland, mm-hmm. I live in Leith, which is like a docker, docker uh, uh, sailor's town. This is actually right down the street from me is the Leith Dockers Club. And that is still, that's still going strong. Yeah, like you said, they have dances there. They'll have like a bingo night. They have cheap beer. You can get two fifty, two pounds fifty for a pint of carling. Not mm-hmm. too bad. But, yes, it's kind of a setup to have, like, functions and stuff. And so back, like you were saying, back in the 70s, they would have, you know, comedians and music hall acts and whatever and what have you. And then uh, let the entertainment begin. Yeah, exactly. So the Working Men's Club, it provides recreation and education for working class men and their families. Uh, they have the club place and then they have a much larger room uh, for entertainment. And that's where these type of comedians Came into promise. Let me. Hey, can I? Can I just one thing here, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Out in the country. Uh, no, no. Like um, <laughs> you, you know what? Provide a lot of things that are interesting, because that's the point of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Providing I'll, interesting I'll historical throw, throw, comedy well, moments it does, uh, for it our to, listeners. It, it doesn't have anything to do with racist comedians, although it might kind of kind of track into the uh, Jim Davidson thing because he was uh, accused of a sex crime. But uh, up here, like in like rural areas where they mine coal and stuff, the cl- the clubs are actually called you'd say you call them working men's club. Mm-hmm. But in like uh, areas around like in Scotland and like you know in coal mining areas, they're called miners clubs. So ah. so you'd get people going, hey, I'm going to the miner club. But you you know it sounds like it's you're going to a club full of miners, not miners people working underground, but like miners as an underage people. Oh, puns. Oh, play on words. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, so they might be these comedians could have been playing at the Miners clubs as well. Yeah. And through these clubs, that's where they fostered their type of humor, which, uh, again, the theme of the show, uh, pretty racist. And who do you, which out of the three, and we'll, we'll dive in a little bit to their material and their backgrounds, which one do you think is, is, is kind of the worst of these three comedians and they're very very different in style and how they look and i i have one who i think is is the word so what's your take on it when we mention them we maybe we could describe them a bit for uh our audience all right i'll I'll tell them okay so you've got so there's the two northerners so you've got uh bernard manning who's kind of a um um, let's just say a weight challenge individual. He's a little larger guy, and he is from Manchester. And then you've got uh, he passed away, unfortunately, or I'll just leave it there. <laughs> he passed away in 2007. And oh, then you have Roy ooh, Chubb. Ooh, you're kind of a, a Bernard <laughs> Manning fan. 
<laughs> uh, was, was that maybe I just did a little Bernie Manning joke right there? All right. And then we have uh, Roy Chubby Brown, and th- this gentleman was from um, around uh, Yorkshire area. And then we have uh, Jim Davidson, who is a southerner, he, or he sounds like a southerner. I'm pretty sure he's a southerner. He's around uh, London-ish area. Those are the three comedians that we'll be talking about. I'll have to say, if you're going to ask me who's mm-hmm. the most race. I think three vastly different styles of being right. hostily racist. <laughs> okay. I will say, and I guess I guess it's kind of hard to describe because we are in a podcast, which is an audio medium and not a visual one. And But for me, I think the most racist one would be Roy Chubby Brown because his whole persona is as when you first see him, he's like kind of crazy wacky guy coming out in a pilot's helmet and pilot's cap you know circa circa world war one with goggles and a crazy patchwork suit yeah and he just looks like your crazy crazy fun uncle and yet he's racist and talks about packies and so that i think that kind of makes it even more racist because he's trying to be wacky fun guy as opposed to jim davidson or bernard manning who are just kind of normal racist dudes. You see, any Indian or Pakistani woman, she has to walk behind her husband in the supermarket. I mean, what's this about covering your face up? If it was a Klu Klux Klan, we'd fucking arrest them straight away. <laughs> Same thing, just a different coloured fucking sheet, isn't it? Yeah, so just, yeah, you, you put a good description. I think I would agree as well that Roy Chubby Brown is the worst. And he is still out on the circuit and he is still yeah, playing he, he's big totally theaters. And he is the worst yeah. because he looks kind of like, oh, zany, like kids might like yeah. them. And just wacky, just wacky Uncle Roy. Yeah, look, I'm wearing a fighter pilot hat and I've got funny clothes. And I come out to, he comes out to the crowd and, and, and the crowd starts singing Fat Bastard. He does this funny yeah. little dance. You fat bastard. You fat bastard. You fat bastard. You fat bastard. And, and just a little trivia note. Uh, his costume is a nod to an old British music hall comedian. Um, I, I can't remember the name, but I saw this the other day. But uh, And I checked him out. Um, one of the first like British comedians in the 50s who also wore sort of a very similar type outfit. So I think it was like Mitch or Mick, Mick or somebody. But uh, that's... That's beside the point. Oh, it did find a, a joke of the British music hall comedian that he's dressed as like doing a Jewish joke in the 1950s. So maybe it was okay, sort right. of a, well, a connection well, to that. that. <laughs> and that, but that's not the only truth because he's actually this is actually he, he has the most kind of um, referential trivia about his name. Oh, Royston Vasey. Yeah, that is his, his original name, which is, of course, if uh, fans of the podcast are listening, that is... Would, would that name be somewhere where you'd find a local <laughs> shop? <laughs> Don't touch the precious <laughs> things. Of course, this is the um, the name of the town in the uh, our favorite one of our favorite sitcoms, League of Gentlemen. I correct. I correct. Correct you. It's not a sitcom. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. It's a. Um, 
it's kind of a sketch comedy show, but it's sketch not really sketchy because it's um, sort of you're, you're weaving through the lives of the residents of Royston Vasey. And that's part of the joke. It's a kind of a fictional northern town. And right. the League of Gentlemen, they named it after Roy Chubby Brown's actual real <laughs> name, which is another joke. So uh, there you go. Which also also mm, sounds like it might be a podcast episode at some point. Oh, yeah. I think it's a three-parter on League of uh, Gentlemen, okay. which uh, when they came we'll get, about, we'll that was like one of my favorites. And, and it's it's a, and this is we'll save this for the League of Gentlemen podcast. Um, it's one of those uh, series where it actually gets better each uh, series. Like the third series was really dark. <laughs> just sort of like, almost like a dramedy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's great. I just I just started rewatching the first series again. I forgot how good it was. I was like, okay, yeah, you, you guys know what you're doing. And you again, this is another... Uh, this is another podcast in itself. It's a whole another podcast. Um, if you and again for and again, that's part of our service is you know getting listeners involved with comedy that they might have known about. But it came around out around League of Gentlemen came out around the same time as Little Britain, and Little Britain I always say would be the kind of more friendlier mainstream face where League of Gentlemen was just plain dark, <laughs> like all the way through. Hey everyone, before we get back to the podcast, just wanted to give a shout out to our newest sponsor, WordsOverChair.com. WordsOverChair is a full service creative agency with offices in Brooklyn and Edinburgh that specializes in amazing storytelling, motion graphics, archival footage, all with a flair for humor. And the best part about WordsOverChair.com, you already like us. That's because Words Over Chair is run by yours truly, Harmon, along with my co-host, Scott Colonico. You might have seen our work on websites like Vice, The Atlantic, Vanity Fair, Timeline, and many others. Want to make something boring? Fine, do it yourself. Want to make something cool? Get in touch with us. Wordsoverchair.com Let's keep talking about racism. Yeah, so like we said, like Roy Chubby Brown, again, he looks like, you know, he would, like the kids would like them, you know? It's like, let's bring yeah. our kids and see this funny man. Uh, but then when he gets on stage, he's just pure, not only racist, but sexist, xenophobic, uh, very, yeah, I mean, again, uh, sexist, you know, misogynistic. I'd rather eat some pussy. You know, that isn't wise. Especially if it smells a bit and it's surrounded by fucking flies. Well, why don't you? Yeah, why don't you play? I mean, why don't you play a couple of his jokes here? Maybe, man, if you could. Yeah, this will be the one podcast where I don't paraphrase their jokes. Right, we'll just sort of drop them in. If you want to go back to the 16th century, join fucking Islam. Because you know, in Iraq and Iran, oh, Iran's got the H bomb now. Thank fuck, they can't drop it off a camel. Yeah, if you want to go back to the olden days, do that, do that, self-fight again. But the crazy bit about the man we just heard is he plays for over 150,000 people a year for three decades. Right, but you'll never see him. You won't, you won't see him on TV, not in the UK. 
No, no, no. But uh, some of our other comedians, they, they were kind of staples on TV, and unlike Roy Chubby Brown. But he says Roy Chubby Brown, he describes his loyal fans, uh, which, you know, you wouldn't have the material that you, that you have without your loyal fans. He describes them as rough, rough people from rough houses on rough estates. Basically, he opens one of his shows with, uh, I was down at the packy shop, I know, and then he, he gets all, you know, snooty, like, I know that's not politically that's correct. Meta. That's meta. I know, it, yeah, it's not politically correct, and it's just rude and inappropriate, and uh, you are a horrible, racist human being. <laughs> But that, oh, yeah. but he's like the funny looking, you know, kind of like, and I, and again, I agree with you that he's the worst of the three, just because he looks like something that kids would love, you know. It's yeah, like it's, ah, it's you know, of, yeah. kind of you'd be attracted like your kid like to a shiny object. Bernard Manning, on the other hand, he does look like a northern racist. What do you think of Pakistanis? Uh, well, I couldn't eat a whole one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does. He does. And, <laughs> and you know, kind of comes from, well, he kind of comes from um, uh, kind of that, that music, not racist, but he comes from a music hall background, which is interesting because his um, his father owned a nightclub in um, Manchester mm-hmm. that he kind of uh, helped, helped run, uh, stretching way back to the 50s. And that it played host to a lot of the acts that were coming up around um, the UK at the time, including, including the Beatles. Uh, oh, really? Other nor- yeah, yeah. That's, that's I read, I read that, I read that as Sorry, well, good. but I also read that that might not be true. That the Beatles uh, might play. not be he, true. He said he claimed the Beatles performed there, but you know, it may or may not be true. It was well. It was one of those. One. It might have been. It was on that that kind of northern circuit that people would do. And also, man, Manchester is like literally. You could walk there from Liverpool, so it could be. You know, it's true. You know, it's like twenty or thirty miles from Liverpool, so it's not that far away. Sure. It's kind of crazy how close those two cities are, uh, and they, yet they pretend they're still different cities, but they are. They're very different cities. Well, what's interesting is that I just kind of checked it out, and then so that club uh, was the Embassy Embassy Club. Club. Yeah, so that was his mainstream club. He he owned or his mainstay club. He owned the Embassy Club in Manchester, and that's where you know he 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 developed his his wry type of racist humor. Yeah, that was that was it. So I don't know if he his dad owned it or he inherited or maybe he just bought it. But like it's been around for a while, but now I just I kind of checked out. It's their website hasn't been updated since 2011, and uh, the council, as of last year or two years ago, the council was thinking about uh, selling it to a gospel church. Yeah, yeah, I read. uh, It's surprisingly, it's now owned by Bernard Manning Jr., his son. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I mean that's modern day. But going back to uh, Bernard Manning, and there's a pretty good. Channel 4 BBC documentary, or no, it's Channel 4, not BBC, British documentary on Bernard Manning. And he always- I've got a Pakistani lives next door to me. And he says to me the other day, I'm a better man than you. I say, I never said you fucking wasn't. What makes you think you're a better man than me? He says, I've not got a fucking Paki living next door to me. <laughs> and you always get with all these guys, and again, it's a parallel with Trump. You know, he... Trump, just like Trump will say the most racist things and Bernard Manning would say the most racist things. You get him on camera yeah. and he's like, 
I, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I make fun of everybody. And then yeah, as that's, a... That's always a side. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't have... You know, oh, except for all the stuff that you say. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very racist. So that would be maybe one bone in your body. <laughs> and that bone would probably be called the racist bone. The racist bone, dude. We need to look into that. <laughs> so... You know, the jokes, you must never take them serious. The, the Pakistani that lives next door to me, he's a doctor, and he's a very clever man, and we're good friends. He wouldn't take offence at that, he'd laugh his bollocks. Yeah, and as Stuart Lee has a joke about Bernard Manning, and he's, you know, he said about Bernard Manning always saying, you know, I make fun of everyone, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you make fun of everyone except your kind of, your loyal fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't make fun of them. <laughs> and again, it was like weird with, um, with, with Bernard Manning, he said, I draw the line at making fun of handicapped people. It was something weird like that, like, you know, that's where you draw, you know, okay, but you can, you'll make fun of, you know, people <laughs> of different religions and colors, but yeah, we got, we got to have some ethics and morals here. Right, but who was the guy that had all the, it was making, it was a, that was Roy Chubby, he was making fun of the handicapped people in the front row. Ah, yes, and, and yeah. this also ties <laughs> into Jim Davison, uh, who we'll, oh, we'll yeah. get to, who at one of his uh, concerts within the, in the last few years, uh, the front row was uh, all people in oh, wheelchairs, yeah. and he and he had them removed because he just said, <laughs> "I I want to I want to be able to make fun of the people in the front row." No oh, dear. <laughs> so no, he that's did. Like, he just like kicked them out. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what you know, that's kind of that's exactly the kind of comedy show I don't want to see. It's like we have to like. A little bit of audience interaction is okay, but the whole, like, I don't want to sit in the front because a comedian might make fun of me. Oh, God. I don't, I don't, that's not a show I want to see. I know, no. I, first of all, I get that a lot from people like that have never seen me perform. It's like, yeah, don't, oh, don't if make I sit in the me. front row, are you going to make fun of me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because no, yeah, I don't do that type of humor. No, because people we, need to understand. Yeah, that's not. Always, one day we could do that. Yeah, what always makes me really uncomfortable when I'm seeing someone else's show. Show, and it's the one where they pull the people up from the audience. Oh, and it's just anyone. And I'm there, and I don't know like whether if I'm like, don't pull me up, don't pull me up, because I don't know if I go on stage, should I be performer Harmon because I'm on a stage suddenly, or right. do I be yeah. like gullible audience member Harmon? So I'm just yeah. like, I always just give up because. Uh, you know, I have friends that do pull people up on stage and they always just go, they look for the body language, you know, like, right. oh, yeah, this person's showing body language that it'll be a good participant. So whenever that happens, I just put on the worst body language possible. Don't even make eye contact. I just well, I mean, the, the thing is, the, the, the problem with that is, I mean, it does take genuine talent to be able to interact with an audience the problem is that like a lot of comedians who aren't good at it will do that and that's that's where it gets like uncomfortable oh yeah yeah and there's tricks to it as well you know there's just like you know like an improv there's tricks to it like you're not completely making up the scene like there's go-to type of responses and all that yeah but i think if you're just like naturally i i I find it fun i mean i'm not gonna make it fun of anyone in the audience but it's fun to have some genuine interactions with people in the audience and get some good ad libs out of it it's just having like a good create like a good conversation 
Yeah, if it's genuine and it works, then, it, then it's great. But then a lot of people, a lot of comedians just treat it as like, yeah, this is what I have to do, and they expect me to do this. And it's like, no, no, they, they well, some people do. but And that's where you get, and that's the kind of comedy show I don't want to go to. Yeah, but let's get back to the type of comedy show. And you're an audience that member. Do. That and, racist dude. Uh, <laughs> you're Bert Manning, who, um, from Manchester, and, and it attracted, surprisingly, a lot of the national front as a... Uh, comedy fans of his type of humor because Bernard would defend words and I'm not going to say them uh, one of them begins with an N and another begins with a C Um, he would defend it as uh, these are historical terms with legitimate roots so he'd be like one of those guys where if he were in the states he would in he would be defending you know the confederate flag because it has a a historical connection and that history racism I think yeah, and I think at one point I was reading something. Word got out that he was going to play a BNP, the British National Party, uh, convention. But he he you know he was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite that bad. But that was just a rumor that kind of started at one point. Yeah, but he was on a lot of BBC television shows. You know, he was a known entity. Uh, you right. know, so he he wasn't blackballed. He wasn't you know uh, Roseanne getting his her TV show pulled. He was just sort of like a beloved in British, not, I don't know what you call I beloved in British culture icon. It's like, oh, that racist comedian, Bernard Manning, you know, we'll have him on the show. He actually played Las Ooh. Vegas as well. He was on yeah. the bill with yeah. Shecky <clears throat> Green. Well, Scott, this is a good point to jump off from, and we will conclude part two of our history of racist British comedians in our next episode of... Comedy History 101. Next week, we'll jump back in and we'll cover such racist entities as racist comedian Jim Davison and the history of racist British sitcoms. So be sure to listen to part two of that. And with that, it's time for listener mail. (laughs) (laughs) What, What do we got? Oh, great. A, a listener. And by the way, if you want to send listener, if you want to send us some listener mail, we will gladly read it on the air. And not only that, uh, what, what, what else do we have to entice people uh, to send some listener mail? Well, you know what? I'm not an author, but I think one of us here is an author. And what was the name of your latest book, Harmon? Oh, you mean my seventh book? <laughs> oh, my God. You've got seven books? Well, if you count the one coming out in the fall, though, uh, you could actually say I'm the uh, author of eight books. Uh, yeah, seven books. I have a new book out. It's called Meet the Deplorables, Infiltrating Trump America. It's all about my exploits going out undercover and infiltrating Trump supporters of all sects throughout this great land of ours. Um, we will give you a copy, an e-book copy of the book. If you, all you have to do is just send us a comment, and we will send it to you free. Yeah, one, for, and, and not one. only that, we will read your comment on the air. Much like we are yeah. going to read the comment of one who goes by the moniker Muggs Bunny, who gave us a four-star rating on iTunes. He's, he says, they work hard and it shows. And Muggs Bunny says, great example of a pair who bring their research and knowledge all to the table for each podcast. They inform and entertain very well. Worth your time. They also have a good feel for what is interesting and what's worth sharing with the listeners. Thank you, Mugs Money. 
Send us an email and we will send you an ebook copy of my book, Meet the Deplorables, much like we will send you an ebook copy of my book as well. Okay, and Harmon, here's the thing is how can people get a hold of you? How can they drop you an email or how can they leave you a, um, a review on iTunes? Yeah, you can just go to iTunes and check out Comedy History 101. So you can reach us at our company website, wordsoverchair.com, and send us a message. You can also just go directly to iTunes to our Comedy History 101 page, and you can leave a comment. You can subscribe. Um, You can also donate to the show if if you feel so inclined on the Words Over Chair, because we enjoy bringing you and digging these deep cuts into comedy history. Awesome, yeah, that'll do it. So you can also tweet to us at Words Over Chair, at Words Over Chair, that's simple enough. And um, also, yeah, subscribe to us. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Last FM, and like even more that I can't even remember right now. Anything else you like to plug, Scott? Yeah, plug away. So, um, as uh, if you're a listener, if you're listening to the show right now, you like comedy, right? Well, what about presidents in comedy? That's right. Harmon and I do a show called "This Is the President," where we do a deep dive into presidential history. Don't worry, it's not a lesson; it's funny. That's "This Is the President," which you can also find at Google Play, Last FM, iTunes, everywhere you can find all your favorite podcasts. And I think that just about does it. Thank you very much for joining us on another episode of. Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. Thanks a lot and bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.